middle of an intro. I tell you what you info, but I never really been the type of dude to give no info. Good morning, Ronnie. Did you just have a panic moment? <laughs> no, I just had like a, of course, of course. That's how he would do it. Moment. Hey, why not? Guys, I'm trying so hard to get Courtney to intro us into it. Because I want to see how she's going to do it. Just to see what it's like. Maybe she's actually way better than me. But she doesn't want to give me the time of the day to do so. So with all that being said, welcome to the Walking Grill Show, everyone. It's Ronnie and Courtney on the mic. And one day. <laughs> We will get Courtney to say something of that nature. Um, Maybe it's something different. I don't know. But it's going to happen eventually. She has no choice. Actually, do you remember what you promised me after the 100th episode? Yep. I didn't forget. That I would? Yep. So uh, those days are coming to, uh, you know, I'm counting those days down, essentially. Okay. I just, (laughs) if I did, I would say exactly, I would say exactly what you say, and I'd probably try to say it how you say it. Why would you try to copy me? Uh, it's because just, just I've heard it, it so want. many times that in my head, that's how it's said. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. That's the way it's yeah, done. There, there's no script to it. It's just I, I know, introducing. It's just, and, and then in my in my head, I like, I don't know. I'm just used to you saying certain things. So I, yeah, that's how it's that's supposed to be shame. done. So what are you going to do when I'm gone? Don't broke. I was going to say, don't fix something that's not broken. Um, that's fair. But I said, don't broke. Anyway, um, <laughs> you're not going to be gone. What do you mean? Uh, we'll cross never that know. bridge. We'll cross never know. that bridge. Okay? You never know. I don't even want to think about it right I now. I could pull a MIA moment at any point in time. <clears throat> but, you know, I wouldn't do that to anybody that's listening here because you guys are my near dear heart. I got to challenge Courtney mm-hmm. in every single way that I possibly can. Yes. But for the listeners here, you guys got me forever. All right, you guys are loyal. You guys are real. But anywho, let's stop all this. Um, let's actually get into what we really <laughs> want to talk about today. Stop this madness. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Where is this really going right now?" But Courtney actually wanted to speak a little bit more about communications. As you guys can see, we kind of just really went through it in the beginning of it. You know, I just put Courtney on the spot, and she was just like, she just laughed. I mean, she was just like, "Yeah, this guy is a joke right now." <laughs> Good try. <laughs> Yeah, I think this topic is the most important thing in the whole wide world. So we do it every time, one way or another. Um, so why not talk more about it? Talk about different styles, different types. Um, this is something that, in my mind, is not talked about enough and is not taught enough, is not worked through enough. Um, the way that we communicate and important things about communicating and communicating respectfully and in a healthy way, all those different things. Um, so in my mind, this is like the most important topic ever. Um, doesn't mean we have to talk about it forever. I don't, I kind of mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, I don't know, this could be a very easy, simple episode because we kind of go through different types and then we're like, yeah, that's it. Um, or it could be something that we really talk about because of different conflicts or situations, scenarios, things like that. But um, I think it's super, super, super important. So you're ultimately talking about what? Communication. Communication. Gotcha. Okay. Just wanted to make sure we're on the same page here. (laughs) You Um, said communication already. That's why I... I did? I didn't realize it. (laughs) My brain's moving too fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, communication. Communication skills, communicating through conflict, all sorts of different things like that. Mm, 
I kind of want to reflect. And the first thing that comes up top of mind is um, our last episode with uh, mm -hmm. Patrick. Yeah, I don't know. I would say I don't. I don't think we had, had that, that well of a conversation, conversation within, within the span, span that we were all speaking to him mm -hmm. of how his communication level was. But I mean, based off of what he was kind of sharing, I would say like you know that's one. That was a great, great episode. Um, so mm -hmm. if you haven't tapped into it yet, you, you still have time. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's also it sh he shared a lot of how he communicates with everybody in his family and the mm -hmm. things that he learned. So I think that's even a great piece um if you want a different perspective of even what you're going to share today of hearing mm -hmm. how individuals communicate i'm an aggressive Absolutely. type of a communicator I, i'm like your sister you know it's like boom oh, wow <laughs> shots fired this will we're definitely gonna clip that because you're right car he's right <laughs> no she knows she's she's fully aware of the way that she communicates and she's been working on it but We'll talk about that because I don't always know if it's aggressive. You say it's aggressive, but I don't always know if it's aggressive. I I tone it down for myself, but if it's if if I if I say what's on my mind, it's gonna come off extremely aggressive. Person probably gonna be like, "What in the hell is wrong with this guy?" Um, I mean, it, I'm gonna get all the names in the book, but I kind of mm -hmm. tone it down just because I like to think of the other person um, mm -hmm. when trying to communicate to get that message across the right way. Yeah. Not in a way where it's going to get pushed off, um, which is why, why again, again, during, during that, that episode, episode I, I, I mentioned during the holiday, I was going to bring, bring something up. I don't remember if I didn't yeah. mention anything. I was just kind of observing. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of you know, just say, enjoy the moment, guys. Enjoy the moment. I'll be <laughs> present for this one. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Sometimes choosing not to communicate is communication within itself. But right, do you think that's times... a little bit, sorry, sorry do you, do you think, think that could be a little, little bit more, more harmful to the person if they don't say anything? Because you're holding it in at that point. Well, I think it depends on time and place because there mm. are definitely times that I keep my mouth shut and it's a really good idea that I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but doing so, I I mean, right now what's coming to the top of my head and I'm, I take my job very seriously. I very care, I very much care about my work. Um, but I'm in, I'm also in leadership. So everybody knows I'm a therapist, but I'm also in leadership. And sometimes in leadership meetings, I will very politely go <laughs> and literally just zip my lips and I have nothing to say in this moment. And I've been called out for it. Like, Oh, what's that face, Courtney? And I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> because what is on my mind is not appropriate to say in that setting. So, um, yeah. So, but me doing that communicates that I have nothing nice to say. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's, it's not like, Oh, Courtney doesn't have anything. Okay. My, so that's what also another thing I want to get into today is my body language and my face and my facial expressions are communicating something without, without my words, words even saying anything. So, so that's really important too. I was going to make, that's the part of the quiz I was going to give you, but whatever. You gave you an answer. <laughs> If I remember it, but yes. let's talk about the, the styles that yeah. you mentioned, yeah, or at least that you're going to mention. Mm -hmm. So there's two types of communication. First, first thing is the two types of communication. And I don't know if you remember, but we already went over this. And I don't remember through it. it together. Nope. I don't remember. So one kind yeah, is, look, I am not in school. Right Come on now. We're not in school. Let's just, let's. I'm going to let the <laughs> listeners, I'm going to let the listeners think I want them to be sitting in their car and be like, it's this, or sitting in their office, sitting at home. Uh, if so they do it, they're right better now. than me. That's so what we're doing on the that. mic. 
I need the mic to do this type of communication. They're gonna, everybody at home's like, it's verbal, verbal communication. There, okay. So verbal, <laughs> nonverbal. Ooh, yes. bang. Family food, food time. But yes, okay. Uh-huh. So we have so those verbal two. and nonverbal communication are very important because obviously speaking, but our nonverbals cover. I I wish I looked up the percentage because they. I'm pretty sure they say we communicate like more with our nonverbals than we do with our verbal communication. Really, but. Yeah, I mean, if I, so this morning I showed up late, right? Sorry. Um, But if I showed up late and like all a mess and was kind of like, whatever, like just hit record. Like what, what is more, you know what I mean? Like my vibe, my mood, my like, and um, I remember like learning about this um, in health education and or I, we would talk about this in sports and stuff too, how your presence and the way that you carry yourself in sports matters. And our, my coach would come in and my teacher would come in and they'd be like, hey guys, just, you know. Mm-hmm. And the day whole group is just like, oh my God. Like how we react to nonverbal communication sometimes. It's like, oh no, the coach is so upset. Like what's going to happen? When in reality, like their verbals didn't change. It's just the nonverbal about them. Um, so it's really important. So, um, go ahead. would you say that individuals overanalyze people's nonverbal, and then the verbal kind of, I guess, solidifies what they're feeling or thinking? Yeah, I think, um, I think verbal. I mean, I think they can both be complex and complicated at times. Um, I think verbal communication is really, really important if your nonverbals are confusing. You know, or I mean, if you just because you're in a bad mood doesn't mean you're not going to be able to communicate or just because you're Mm -hmm. having a rough day or if I did show up tired today, if I did show up like, you know, in a, in some sort of mood, I can still be able to say like, Hey, it's not my day, but like, I'm happy to be here. I still want to have this conversation. Right. So you can kind of cover for your nonverbals, um, if you can't get them together, but I do think, I think it's possible to overanalyze or to see yeah and that's i have a problem with that because if you're saying that most people are going to communicate through nonverbals, then that means now everyone's just making assumptions and honestly if you make an assumption then you're making a i'm not gonna so, say it it's out of you and me you know <laughs> um this is a pg okay we do not yeah, say that's why i didn't say negative it. words on here um no, I, it's not that most people communicate only nonverbally. It's that the majority of our communication as people is nonverbal. We are mm. always, even when we're not verbally communicating, we are nonverbally communicating one way or another, right? If, gotcha. if you say something on the podcast and I go, like, I might <laughs> <Yeah>. not, <laughs> right? So I might not even have said anything back, but you already know, like, oh, Uh-oh. or, or there's time, like, so clips that we have which has not been released but Darian's episode your nonverbals for Darian's episode are hilarious mm. I had to I had to I don't even do the clips and I had to start clipping them because <laughs> your nonverbals were so funny like just your body language and like just like shock factor like freaking out back here because and that like you didn't have to say anything I was like Ronnie loves this you know I could just you could just tell so there's so much to be said with your nonverbals Got it. Um, okay. That's I all it is. Understood that. Got it. But I, but I, no, I think, I think you're right. I think there are times, um, and I'm definitely the type of person to be like, 
you good. Like I'm definitely the type of person to check in because I just, I care very deeply about people and I'm, I feel like I'm always in people's business. If I can tell their energy is off, I could tell their energy is a little bit different. I'd be like, what's going on? And I know that not everybody wants my support. Not everybody wants the support of a therapist, even an off the clock therapist. Um, but I know that I have the capability of supporting somebody. So I always try to check in. And I think that's what people should do is if you notice that not to be like, Ugh, they're in a bad mood again, but just mm-hmm. kind of be like, Hey, I, something seems off, you know, are you good? And try to add that verbal communication piece. Got it. So, okay. We got verbal, nonverbal. Are there anything else? There are four different types of verbal communication. Now. Okay. Go ahead. Don't don't quiz me again. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> no. You already not. said one. <laughs> you already said one before. Verbal. <laughs> Nonverbal. <laughs> Aggressive. That's all I'm giving you. Okay. Aggressive communication. Um, assertive. Passive and manipulative. And another mm-hmm. way to say manipulative is like passive aggressive. So, but I like to use manipulative so it doesn't confuse the other two. So aggressive, assertive, passive, and manipulative are four different ways that you can communicate. And I mean, there's other ways you can communicate, right? You can just kind of be, if you're just chill and like, hey, what do you want for dinner? That's none of those. This is more so communicating through conflict. These styles are more so like communicating in conflict, not just like everyday conversation. Right. Cause this wouldn't be any of, I'm not being passive right now. I'm not being, I mean, I might be being assertive cause I'm delivering information, I guess, but, um, but this is more so like conflict resolution type communication. Those different types. Okay. I am kind of, my head is turning cause I'm trying to think something I've been looking at, you know, just perfecting and getting a little bit better at is communicating, um, properly so I can get my message across, but also negotiating. Cause I think those two are really going to hand in hand. And I mean, that's going to help me tremendously in real estate, just be able Mm -hmm. to communicate and get things that maybe the other side thinks that they want or desires, whatever the case may be. Um, So so is that, would you consider, I mean, I consider it at this point in time manipulative, but. In my mind, I was going to say like assertive communication with just like a sprinkle of manipulation. But how, how can it be manipulated if the person at the other end is still making the decision for themselves? Yeah. No, I think manipulative communication is more like, so again, when I say manipulative, I kind of want you to think passive aggressive. Like, mm, okay. oh, sure. Here we go again. Or like, um, there, so I always think, so I do this type of education within healthy relationships. So I always think of ways that you'd be passive aggressive in a relationship and, um, just little things like, oh, wow, lots of dishes in the sink again. Hmm. <laughs> things oh, like man. that. Like that's pretty gotcha. manipulative. Like, so no, I'll it's give not. Ex- that's, that's more assertive. If anything, you're. You're, it's passive that's... aggressive. It's passive aggressive. It's not manipulative as in like, oh, I'm going to manipulate your brain. It's yeah. just more so like, it's not positive. It's not effective communication, you know? So I remember when I was younger, I'm going <laughs> to call my dad out again, but very playfully. Um, I would all the time, if we left our light on in our bedroom when we came out, oh, man. my dad would say, oh, who's in there? Mm. he wouldn't say who left a light on or like please go turn your light off he would say who's in your room and i'm like oh, mm. no one 
then you have to go turn turn yeah. it off. Or even the TVs. So, I know that happened a lot to yep. me as well. So I was like, yep. yeah. So I, that I didn't, that's I didn't get that burgers though. That yeah. burgers is nicer. I get go turn the TV off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that <laughs> that would be assertive. Yeah. Right. Where this was more passive aggressive, which I'm not mad about it. Like yeah. it doesn't hurt my feelings. It was just a different type of communication. But if so say I'm in a relationship with somebody and I had a really tough day or we had already been in a conflict or whatever the case may be. And then I leave a light on in the kitchen as we're going upstairs and I get, Oh, you're still in the kitchen. Mm. Then I'd be like, all right, last straw, buddy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes those She's going to put the paws on you. She's going <laughs> to put the paws on you. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes we need to, we need to understand when it's appropriate and inappropriate to use passive aggressive. I mean, it's, it's almost never appropriate. I mean, it can be playful and things like that, but, but yeah, I, in my experience, anytime passive aggressive language is used in my mind, I, so I've actually said this and this actually sometimes sounds passive aggressive, but this is how I respond. I'll just be like, is there a better way you could have said that? Hmm. So and okay. that's, I've used that in my relationships where it's like, oh, you didn't like, looks like the laundry's still not done. And I'll, and I'll just be like, is that how you wanted to say that? Hmm. And what I'm looking for is more of like, I'm really tired. Can you help me with the laundry? Hmm. Sure. I appreciate the communication. You know what I mean? And not, and not to be like rude or like, I don't, I don't but, know. I mean, you're saying about that, it, but. You're saying that, but in a relationship setting, and I'm, I'm going to only speak from personal experience. That's mm. that communication of understanding how, how someone, someone else wants, wants to be communicated. It doesn't happen quickly. It happens over time. Yeah. So if someone doesn't course correct you, how are you ever going to communicate properly? Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um, I'm, but I'm talking more throughout the relationship and yeah. not in the beginning. And that's fair. Like we live together at this point, (laughs) we should know how to communicate and how to get out of conflict and and things like that. But yeah. And I mean, everyone has, this is a hot take though. Uh, This is sorry. This is a hot take though. Even though you live with someone doesn't mean you actually understand them. Know them. Yeah. Yeah. Or know them. Um, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to tell you the reality. Be careful who you decide to be under the roof with. Understand your person entirely. First, please and foremost, not for my sake, for your own sake. I'm good. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Courtney. I'm sorry. <laughs> PSA. Know who you're dating. No, um, no, yeah, you're right. But yeah, you're right. I just, yeah, I think it's important too. And I was just going to say, like, everybody has their days, everybody has their moments, everybody has their times <laughs> where it's like you say something and you're like, ooh, that's not how I meant to communicate yeah, yeah. that. Or just, or I've said things very playfully that as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, wow, that <laughs> that was rude. Like, that was straight up aggressive. And yeah. I did not mean to communicate aggressively. But then immediately, immediately, I'll just be like, whoa, what I meant by that was and try to clear it up. Um, I There was a time at work last week that I did that non-verbally. Um, someone asked me a question and my face, I was like... And, and I meant it like in, so I'm happy to share what the question was. So someone asked me, and I'm in leadership in this role. 
someone asked me if we may be expecting like bonuses or raises. And I kind of like, I didn't roll my eyes, but I kind of shook it off like non-verbally. And I meant to do it in like a solidarity type thing. Like, oh, you and me both like would love to be having that conversation. But I think looking back the way it might've been received is like, stupid question, move on. You know what I mean? And that, then that's really, truly not at all what I wanted. And all, every single day this week, I looked for her to apologize. <laughs> every day this week, I was like, let me go see if she's at her office just to see if I can apologize and kind of clear up what my nonverbals meant in that moment. So um, before you continue, how, I think, cause did that person tell you that's how they felt? Because now. No, but I I'm, think- I, I get nervous. I'm anxious. <laughs> so, so I just assume <laughs> negative, <laughs> but, um, I just wanted to clear it up. And so, and I, if I remember correctly, she asked a question and then somebody else kind of asked, like worked off of that question. Then that's the, that's the communication or conversation that we went with. So I don't feel like I really got to uh, respond one-to-one to to her. Um, So that was, yeah, it's just me looking back and, and in a leadership role, I think I'm a little bit more, not, not sensitive, but I try to pay more attention to the way that I interact and like the vibe that I give off. Um, so I just want to apologize to her, but I just wanted to also bring up like, I mean, if there's a request, we go back to healthy relationships. If your partner give, makes a request and your reaction is like, I didn't have to say anything. And it's already like, oh, uh, okay. Is that how you feel? <laughs> but if you don't want to do something, you don't want to do it. So it's, yeah. you know, it's one of those, oh, damn. Okay. I guess, mm-hmm. you know, but it's. Do you really want to do it at that moment? No. Probably, probably you do. Probably you don't. Yeah. Because um, I, not... I see myself, I see myself doing that even now yeah. that you mentioned it. I, I was, yeah. I'm, I'm like calculating how many times did I do this in the past mm-hmm. week? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying we can't be human. Yeah. All right. Like everybody's human. Everybody does. Like, and it's gonna happen when you're. I mean, the goal is to be with your person for a really, really long time, right? So your right. your communication is not gonna be. 100% every single time and like positive and educational and inspiring like it's yeah, that's yeah. not going to be the goal of communication at all times um it's just being able to recognize when it is coming out aggressively or when it is coming out passive aggressively or or even passively um because some people that is their go-to and that's not good either um in a lot of situations so yeah we didn't really go through the differences I mean, the difference speaks for itself. I mean, don't, yeah. would you say? Kind of. Yeah. The the one that I, kind of tricked me up was the the passive aggressive, or as you would call it, the manipulating. manipulating. Yeah. Um. So I think that's unless if you feel as if there's another one to clear up. Well, I do think touching on it a little bit because you say, for example, like yeah, I have really aggressive communication, and I'm like, uh, first of all, no, you don't. Second of all, um, like you are an assertive person I think you're an assertive person and I think that's because you know what you deserve in certain spaces and you know your value in these spaces boundaries so yeah that's mm-hmm. what it is <laughs> <laughs> boundaries <laughs> yeah no that's exactly what it is and um that's so fun um yes but you have really great boundaries so you're going to be assertive about your expectations especially if it <laughs> involves you you know what I mean? Like me and my time. Um, and, and yeah, and your ideas and, and things like that, you're assertive, but, and, and we have a different relationship. So maybe you're just not aggressive with me, but just mm-hmm. because you speak what you want and you say what it is does not make it aggressive. 
if you if your response to me was like, listen here, all right, <laughs> I brought you onto the show and I could take you out, <laughs> like that's that's aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So your tone, <laughs> the language that you used. <laughs> Please don't say that. <laughs> no, no, that's, um, that's rude. That's right. That's that's aggressive, yeah. like unnecessary. So when it goes from um, speaking directly to speaking directly with the use of names, with the use of curse words, with the use of, you know what I mean? Put downs. That's when it can shift over to aggressive language and just unnecessary language. Raising your voice at somebody like, yeah, you might be assertive, but is it getting to a point where it's like, it's unnecessary to raise your voice at somebody. So that might be kind of teetering on aggressive language. Hmm. That's all. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I know you and I are not the only one. So if you're still listening to this point, reflect on the, the past recent. Cause again, I, as we're having a conversation here, I'm chuckling at myself. Like hey, I just did this not too long ago. I did that. <laughs> I could have been better. I could have did better at that point. So <clears throat> I make it a point to kind of reflect and see where is it that you can improve? Cause again, it's all about like Courtney said, recognizing those moments so that you can repair them in the moment when it happens again, cause we're all human. It's going to happen. It's one of those things that, you know, we just can't avoid and we all have emotions and this is why AI is a, sorry to bring it up, but AI is a really tricky thing because AI doesn't have emotions. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with all of that being said, any last yeah. thoughts or anything else you want to talk about when it comes to communication? Um, I did just want to kind of touch a little bit on passive because I think it's important um, to not <laughs> pass by it. Um, yeah. If there's any that we do, it would be passive communication, I guess. Um and the reason I want to touch on it is because we've talked about, we've talked about attachment styles. We've talked about boundaries. We've talked about like all these really important things. And I think a lot of times um, our attachment, our upbringing, we talked a lot about upbringing last time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be very easy in certain spaces to be passive. It can be very easy in certain spaces to, um, I don't want to say be a, be a people pleaser, just more so like, you know what? That's better for you. And again, we're kind of on the topic of healthy relationships today as well. Um, some people that is their go-to where it's like, you know, what? if that's what you want, great. Mm-hmm. That's, that's straight up passive communication, right? That's what you want. Just do it because you're not, you're not being assertive about your needs. Um, and again, I know there's give and take. I, I'm not saying every relationship needs assertive communication at 100% of the time. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but there are times where we allow ourselves to be passive or like whatever, this will be better for the other person. And then how do we feel after? Mm-hmm. So it kind of does come back down to that boundaries and that self-respect of like, no, what do I need in this situation? How is this going to feel if I respond this way? Um, and I just, I want to give attention to it because we, we do talk about self-love and, and just respecting self, self and celebrating self. And um, I think that, setting boundaries communicating your needs and really sticking to your needs um is a huge way to celebrate self and a huge huge way to focus on self and just feel really good about yourself because when you you can tell when you have like it's like i'm uncomfortable with this but whatever it's just even talking about it i'm like "Mm, that hurts like that's such not a good feeling you know, when there's needs that you have and you can just tell they're not being met or, but it's your job to communicate them and it's your job to make them known. So 
Yeah. I mean, just talking about your boundaries, for example, one of the things that's, and (laughs) I just brought it up and I feel that every time, but you're very particular about your time and you know why. And it's. Don't play with me. (laughs) Don't play with my time. (laughs) So, but if, if you never communicated that, if that was something you felt very deeply about, but never said anything, how would you feel if every single time I'm like, Oh no, we would have been having a conversation. Eight fifteen a.m. You know what I mean? How would that feel? We had a conversation a long time ago. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and that's because you respect your own boundaries and have, you know, like you know that you deserve that from somebody else, and that's good. And a lot of people need to build that up. A lot of people don't start out with that or don't learn that at an early age that it's okay to set boundaries and they deserve to set those boundaries. Yeah. So, and I mean, even with. Even with that being said, though, it's not like something I'm asserting this, the second we meet, right? It's, yeah. I see over time, it's like, hey, you know, what's going on? You know, do we need to change something up? What's, what's mm-hmm. I'll get a feel of the entire situation and then, sure, maybe if it needs to get said, I'll say it. But for the most part, it's more just analyzing first before, I guess, critiquing anything or anyone. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't believe that anybody should be critiquing anybody other than themselves. Um, yeah. You can be your biggest, I mean, we all, I think all are, all are our biggest critics. And I think this is moments, moments like that is when you can t- change yourself and turn yourself into somebody that you actually want to become. So unless if you're doing the reflecting and you're actually seeing the things that make you happy, make you sad or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to be able to understand and be able to communicate that with someone else. So you don't feel those sort of emotions that you don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think you guys all know this stuff. I don't think it's anything new to anybody. It's just yeah. doing it. That's the hard exactly. part, right? Doing exactly. the work to get to that point. That's where it could get a little bit, you know, challenging. And, you know, maybe maybe you don't see the, the results that you want. And I think this is interesting in terms of, like, you have to just do it. Communication is like not difficult. Communication is not difficult because it's a difficult thing. Communication is difficult because it makes us be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I think communication and vulnerability is very important, right? And again, we're talking about getting through conflict. We're talking about healthy relationships. We're talking about communicating our needs, communicating our feelings in this moment. And there is an, yeah, there's an element of vulnerability that a lot of people aren't super happy with so don't really want to get into and let's talk about that because we know i know for one if i think there's half of marriages get into the divorce mm-hmm. what happens there right because are you telling me for x amount of years there was a great relationship and everything was going good and up until i guess you know a few months or days or weeks whatever the case or maybe a year or so goes by and mm-hmm. the relationship is just crumbles all right mm-hmm. In those sort of situations, it, do you believe it's not being vulnerable, not speaking, the communica- lack of communication? Like, I mean, it could be so many different things, right? Yeah. But for half of marriages to end in divorce, there is something going on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure communication comes into play because how else do you resolve things if not communication? But there's other things. I mean, I, I can't, I don't have the answer to that. Um, right. I don't think you but, know. None of us do. <laughs> but I think, I think communication is definitely huge. And I mean, the way that I look at it is who teaches us as a general population, who teaches us healthy relationships? 
who teaches us communication skills, who teaches us being, being vulnerable, who teaches us conflict resolution, who teaches us like all these different things that are absolutely necessary in relationships, who has these conversations with us? We just have to, and one thing I would like to go back to Patrick's episode again, healing from past trauma before you make major decisions in your life. Now, I'm not saying you have to, again, I've said on this podcast before, I do not believe in healed. I do not believe anybody is truly healed. I think the process of healing goes forever. And I I mean that in a positive way. And that just means you can always get better. Um, But I think I'm not saying you can't get married if you didn't have therapy. I'm I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is I think we need to be more introspective. We need to look inward more. We need to really, truly understand ourselves, understand our past, understand. I mean, just looking at our parents' marriage, not that that's going to say everything, but like what type of relationships or, or not marriage, what type of relationships did I view growing up and what core ideas do I have about relationships because those core ideas I'm going to bring into my relationships whether I like it or not whether they are healthy or not because that's all I know unless I have done the work to change them unless I've done the work to learn something different that's what I'm going to bring into my relationship so I have to be aware of what that is yeah um and so you bring up a good point sorry to cut you off real quick but you even mentioned you know just look at your experience and because everyone has a role model somewhere, all right? And if that role model ended up not doing or going the way in the direction that you must go in or that you desire to be in, in I, think I think that's where you said, hey, look in, within yourself to identify what is it that you want to take or leave behind from that. And I think that's right there where a lot of people get stuck, right? We just have this image of what we know or what we've seen or experienced, and we stick with that, not realizing that we can jump out of that box mm-hmm. and do something else or change the circumstances yeah i think people kind of grow up and they can observe it and they can kind of be like "Ooh, i don't want to do that or i do want to do that but but they don't have the tools to be like okay how do i make sure i don't do that or people understand like they can see outside themselves and say yeah that's i don't love that i don't love the way that they do that." that but they don't really understand how much of our environment is ingrained into us so they don't realize like so me, for example, my relationship patterns, I was just kind of like, why does this keep happening? Right. Mm-hmm. I saw the way my parents were. I, I see my grandparents, like there's relationships around me. Um, my relationship, again, we've talked about attachment. So my relationship to my parents, different things like that. So I saw all of those things. I was able to recognize all of those things, but I never put the pieces together of like, wait a second, these patterns are because of the things that I've seen growing up. These patterns are because of the attachment work, because of yada, yada, yada. Right. So being able to put those two pieces together, I think, is the hardest part. And when a lot of us don't, the conversation that we have with Patrick, a lot of times people feel as though they're placing blame or a lot of times there's we can be grateful for what we grew up with. We can be grateful for our parents. We can love our parents. I check all of those boxes off and still be able to say this is what I needed and this is what I need moving forward. Or like, this is now the type of communication that I need. This is now the type of connection that I need, like as an adult or moving forward. So you can have both of those things at the same time. Um, And a lot of people just kind of tiptoe around that assertive communication where it's like, oh, if you didn't get enough of this, that means your parents are bad. And it's like, no, nobody's saying my parents are bad. Nobody was saying like, 
It's nothing like that at all. Um, or like, oh, that relationship must have been terrible because this and that. It's like, the relationship wasn't terrible. I just didn't get what I needed. And I needed to communicate what I needed. And they weren't able to check that box. So I head out, you know, yeah. like just different things like that. And and that comes down to boundaries too, but but it's very difficult. And <clears throat> but and kind of just going back to that vulnerability piece, who who teaches you that? Who teaches you that it's safe to be your whole self and to express your emotions and somebody really has to teach you that i don't know if any so maybe teach isn't the word the way that i look at it is someone needs to create a safe space for you to do that because but why does someone have to create it why can't you just have it yourself i'm just i'm really i'm com- really confused right now because i think <laughs> this is something that i don't think anybody needs anybody but themselves to be in that space as an adult right but I'm not, so I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just adding more context. So if you grow up, uh, we're going to use being a boy, for example. Okay. Or actually literally anybody. So, um, yeah, with the way, when I thought about it more, I'm like, no, anybody could experience this. So you grow up, you're five, six years old, whatever. And you're crying, your toy breaks and you're yeah. crying or whatever. And your parents, your response is we don't cry. Like, wipe your tears, whatever. We don't cry. Go to your room. Yeah. What does that teach you about expressing emotion? It's bad. It's bad. So if those are the patterns, so then something happens, you fall and you scrape your knee and you cry, wipe it off. You're fine. Go play. Mm. If the more experiences you have like that, the more we, um, they're called negative core beliefs. So we start to develop these negative core beliefs about ourselves. I'm emotions are not okay. I'm not safe to express myself. I am not, I'm not important. I'm not special. Yada, yada, yada. Right. Whatever it is, we start to develop these core beliefs and they impact us way more in our relationships. They impact us way more in our interactions than we are always able to see. So it's as adults, we can do the work, right? But we have to know those negative core beliefs. We have to know the inner child, like the feelings that the inner child had and and I say inner child because we're adults, but how did I feel at that time? What were the messages that were given to me at that time? And do I still have stuff that connects to those messages? Mm-hmm. Or do I still react to those messages, even though those messages aren't there? So, and this is just a little bit personal, but that's fine to, I mean, I think it helps kind of continue what we're talking about. I don't think anybody told me I couldn't cry, but there was, there were certain times where it's like, don't like, just calm down when you're here. Right. Or like, just be good when you're over here. Like, it's like, okay, I had a tough day, but I'll just keep it in while I'm at grandpa's house, <laughs> you know, just stuff like that. Um, so I wasn't told I couldn't cry, but whatever, moving forward. Um, but then I kind of was in, I ended up being in relationships where if I did express emotion or if I was crying, um, the response I would get was like, that's why you're upset. That's why you're crying. <laughs> just super minimizing. And that happened to me repeatedly. So not only did I have those thoughts as a child, I don't actually know if I'd have those thoughts as a child. I'm just for example purposes. Um, if you grow up with those thoughts as a child and then get into relationships where your emotions are invalidated and minimized, it's going to take a lot longer as an adult to be like, okay, now I have to do extra work because I've been choosing partners that also mm-hmm. minimize the emotions. Um, so then you just have to do extra, extra work to, to And how do you, by yourself teach yourself that your emotions are valid if 
for so long. I mean, that was up to 24. Like, people would talk to me like that. People so, who I thought showed I me I, love. I don't think I have the answer as far as how do you create a safe space for yourself. But I definitely think unlearning the things that you've learned is, uh, is a step in the right direction. And Absolutely. also pouring into your own personal development right? Just reading. I mean, you don't even have to read if you don't want to read, but just hearing different motivational things and hearing experiences of others is going to give you some sort of guidance. Um, that's mm-hmm. at least how I think I've become who I am today is I'm he- I listen to a lot of people's stories, interviews, even for, for the past, past couple, couple of years have been, been really something, something I listen to more and more. Because again, those stories are something that you can't take from that person. person. And, and those stories are-, are going to give me the ability to say, okay, that person did it this way, or that person accomplished whatever this way or they went through this and look where they're at now or whatever it is it doesn't have to be an accomplishment it could just be a tough situation that they navigated through how do they do it and if they share that story now you have that story to help you when you go through that same exact experience Mm -hmm. reggie said in his episode right i've been there before (laughs) Mm -hmm. and yeah and when you can think about that it just kind of reflects like we've been here before Mm -hmm. you're gonna have the confidence or even the courage to navigate through that same situation. And I think yeah. that's where the safe space can start to create stuff and get bigger and bigger as you start to mm-hmm. put more stories into that, into Absolutely. that box. Yeah. I completely agree with all of that. I think where the difficulty lies or I don't even want to say difficulty. I think there's one moment where you, not one moment, but I keep going back on everything I'm saying, but in general, there's a moment where you have to understand, like I had to snap into my brain and say, this isn't good. Like this isn't healthy relationships. And it's very clear that you're in a pattern. So what is it? Where does a pattern come from? And I had to seek out that information, but what in my brain told me, like you're in an unhealthy pattern. You need to figure that out because a lot of people, And that's why when I was in domestic violence work, they're in their 50s, they're in their 60s, and they're still going for people who are abusive towards them. They're in this pattern, then they've never noticed it. And not that they've never noticed it. Not that they've never, well, a lot of times people don't notice that they're choosing people like that. Like, you are going for people who do that. It's not like, why does this keep happening to me? You know, you are choosing these people. Um, And I don't mean it in a mean way. Like, nobody deserves any type of abuse or violence or anything like that ever. But but you are choosing to stay in these patterns, whether we notice it or not. And this isn't just relationships. Like, every pattern that we choose, everything that we do day to day, you are choosing those patterns. But we don't realize it. We just kind of like, oh, yeah. I met this person and this worked out and yada, yada. And it's like, okay, but what were you paying attention to early in that relationship? What were you looking for? Did you have your boundaries set? Did you know what you were looking for in a person when you met them? Um, different blinded, things like honestly. that. You what? Uh, everyone's just blinded at that point. Yeah. Memorizing the moment, you know? It's yeah. your, to look at those things, it's it's a hard task because mm-hmm. especially if you're seeking for an, a partner, right? You, you just mm-hmm. want the partner. You're not going to really look at the flaws at the moment because you're like, I want the partner, partner, partner. Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, where that's, you need to do the work. And yeah. so, and I'm not talking about flaws. I'm not asking somebody to see flaws. Like, yeah, we need to pay attention to red flags and things like that. And that's what you're saying. But what I always, the advice I always give with my clients and so on and so forth is, You need a list of what you're looking for in a partner. You need a list. It is not shallow to have a list. It is not selfish to have a list. It is none of those things to have a list. And if that person does not check the majority of those things off your list, you get to choose how many are absolutely necessary 
I'm not going to tell you it has to be 100% of the list, but if they do not check those boxes off or if there's, so I can tell you the top of my list for me is empathy. The ability to have empathy for me, the ability to have empathy for humans, just people in general. If we go on our first date and I like you make a comment about a specific group of people or type of people, why would there be a second date? That is the mm-hmm. top of my list. That is a hey, non-negotiable. Fellas, you heard her. You know, yeah, got her. She just told you guys exactly what she's looking for so far. Anybody that's like, yo, Courtney, pull up, pull up, pull up on me, pull up on me. The Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, look how red my face just got. No, please Aww. stop. Um, <laughs> I, I said one thing on my list. My list is like pretty long. Okay. Hey, but you, if um, you get the top of the top, you know, you know. <laughs> You're wild. Um, but anyway, um. Okay. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But um, so, um, so yeah, you got me all thrown off. But um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's we need to know. We need to know those things, and it's not like, I mean, so one thing the way that I taught this previously with teens is um, deal breakers and deal makers. So we have our deal makers. The list I'm talking about right now are our deal makers. These are all the things I absolutely need. And there, But it can also be important. Again, we're not looking for negatives, but it can also be important to understand what our, are our deal breakers. So again, I'll give an example. Guys, I'm just kidding. Um, the deal breakers, number one for me is anything that feels controlling. Anything that feels like it's going to be like, oh, you... I don't think you should do that. You probably shouldn't go there. I'm going to be like, <laughs> you shouldn't talk to me like that. Hmm. So like right away, is, that's going to be a no for me. So things like that, having your list, having your boundaries, having what is important to you is going to be what helps you to get to that healing place or get to a more healthy place within yourself so that you can come back and speak more assertively. You can get through conflict together. Um, and that's kind of what started this whole conversation was with the divorce rate, right? Why is it happening? It's just people don't understand these things about themselves. So when they become aggressive or when they become, when they don't have those communication skills or when they're, you know, your instinct is to go to this type of communication or to shut down and they don't understand like where they got that, how are they going to work through it? If they don't, they haven't even recognized it within themselves. Right. And yeah, so and and we talked about the pendulum last time with Patrick. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about like, oh, I didn't have any, my family wasn't doing well financially. So now I'm financially taking care of my family, but yeah, yeah. like emotionally not there. Um, I think we tend to do that in our relationships as well, where it's like my, I saw this happen in my parents. So I'm going to make sure this, 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 but now I'm not paying attention to this part, right? Mm-hmm. Or now I'm not like, now I'm not acknowledging this difficulty that I'm, creating in my relationship or this hole that I'm creating in my relationship because all I'm focused on is not doing this one thing that my dad did or my my mom did or my grandparents or whatever the case may be so Hmm. it's just being more curious aware aware, yes and intentional and it's okay to make mistakes it's okay to not be perfect in your relationships so allowing that allowing that to happen but there's one more thing I want to touch on that breaks my heart. And I, um, we don't have to go into it too, too much, but it's partially because we've already been on the topic. Have you seen, there's like a video, a video videos going around about men talking about how they, grown men 
doing like podcasts and shows and stuff talking about how they are they do not oh i think it was Shaq who said it first right he does not open up to a woman you do not you are not vulnerable with a woman because all they do is use it against you yeah women don't care i'm not to generalize but yeah if not to generalize but i'm gonna make a general statement (laughs) no it's it's a real thing so uh, i've even even i've experienced this in my past where you bring a problem to to someone a woman specifically mm-hmm. and it they really don't have any feedback any any kind of suggestions or it's just like okay well what do you want me to do with that information and i think mm-hmm. that's part of the reason why most men just don't be vulnerable i've actually mm-hmm. had a guest of ours i won't say his name just to put him on the spot um <clears throat> my lady now i'll i bring a lot of issues like the the mm-hmm. through my day-to-day and just kind of walk things through and talk to her about it and she Thankfully, she walks me through it sometimes, and not all the time does she have, you know, something to say, something she just can't have anything to say on, right? But I had uh, the guest that we had, he actually said, yeah, why are you sharing your problems with her? Like, bro, you know, that's a bad thing to do, and I never understood why, and I think it was just him saying, like, hey, they just, not everybody really cares, or at least a woman doesn't, isn't going to try to solve your issues for you, so... (sighs) That's why I said that breaks my heart because, oh, that breaks my heart. You, like, who, if not your partner, can be that for you? If you got to do it for yourself as a man. Honestly, as a man, you got to do it for yourself. I hate that. Huh? I'm serious. It's either do it for yourself or you can go to another man and kind of seek for another more assistance or guidance. Yeah. But that's... I, I understand, and I that's not to invalidate people's experiences. I'm not saying it's impossible to have that experience, obviously. Um, it just breaks my heart because to me, I genuinely feel that way. Like if not your person, who do you like? That's what a person is for. I mean, like companionship, love, trust, like all of those things. If you can't go to your person for support, how do you have all the rest of those things? And maybe I'm being a little bit naive or like too dramatic, but that's how I feel. And I, I, I don't know, like my whole if someone told me, and again, I'll, I'll be, I don't, I'll be sensitive. I'll be dramatic, whatever. And I, I understand like, it's important for me to have my own stuff and stuff that I care about with me. But if someone told me I wasn't a safe space or I didn't feel like a safe space for them. Oh my gosh. Like I don't, especially if it was a partner, especially if it was someone that I really, truly cared about. Like that is so important to me. And I think it's so important as people that we are creating safe spaces for each other. And I think that's part of just the problem in general is that people don't have safe spaces around them. Well, so we every... resort to anger. We resort to like, we have to hold everything in and we explode because we don't have enough safe spaces around us. And we can even add on to that. Like this is on both spectrums too. I mean, anything you share, you're immediately getting judged for the most part. So how can you ever, how can there ever be a safe space if everyone is judging based off of something? I mean, yeah. it, it's, a hard task to to live when you have uh, the social reality kind of shaking yeah. people's brains as far as you know that's the real reality so mm-hmm. you know it's something that i don't really harp on too much i think that that i do really think that is a real thing I've, i know people who just don't share that you know real sense. difficult issue with situations with their partner mm-hmm. because it's like you know is she really gonna help me through it she's probably not even interested she don't care <laughs> that makes me so sad i um everybody you shouldn't be with someone who doesn't care about your concerns Um, oh it's not that they don't care about the concern but it's like 
like if I bring you a real life major problem right now, Courtney, what is your reaction going to be? All right. Is your reaction going to be, okay, let me sit down and walk this through with Ronnie or let me sit down and just be like, hey, I don't have the answers for you right now. Well, I would right? never say or, that. I don't have the answers for you in general, right? Yeah. But I mean, that I might is not what have happens. <laughs> but I might I might not have the answers. I might um so I might not have the answers. I almost 100% do not have the answers, right? Because it's not my life. I'm not the one living and we are in very different situations, right? So I can almost guarantee I don't have the answers. But there are multiple ways to support somebody. And that's one thing I think is also really important in relationships. And this isn't just dating relationships, but relationships in general, friendships, parents, siblings, whatever. I, we are unable to, or we don't know how to say, I'm coming to you with this concern. This is what I'm looking for right now. So a lot of times I'll generalize as well. And I know this is not always the case, but I think in a lot of situations, women need to be heard and women need to be validated. Not all the time. Sometimes we need solutions. Sometimes we need X, Y, Z. But I think a lot of times we want to be heard and we want to be validated. I think a lot of times men jump right to solutions. And I think a lot of times when men bring concerns, they are looking for solutions. So someone just recently told me something and my response was like, wow, I would, I'd be in a really, I'd be really upset if that happened to me as well. I did not provide a solution. I provided validation if they continued talking about it and were like, yeah, what do you think I should do? I would help to try to do my best to think of solutions. But my instinct was to provide validation because you didn't ask me for what I like would do. It's your life. I'm not immediately going to be like, oh, do this. Because that's not how I want to receive support. If I came to you, I mean, sometimes I come to you and it's like, Ronnie, I have no idea how to do this. I need your help, right? Okay, that's I need solutions in that case. But there are times where I talk about, and this happens to me, uh, with a couple of people who are close to me where I just kind of talk about stuff. We're just having conversation and they're like, Oh, you should do this. And I'm like, I'm really not looking for solutions right now. We're just having conversation. So being able to communicate like that, that's come up a lot for me relationships in relationships as well, where it's like, I had a hard day and I really just want to relax with you. I don't need solutions. I just want to feel validated. I just want to feel like you're here with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I need in terms of support. And Women, men, women, everyone should be able to do that. Everyone should be able to be like, yes, I'm here. Or like, I, I want to validate you. I want to make you feel heard. But do you feel like you need solutions? Can I help you run through solutions? And I might, me helping you run through solutions, again, I don't know how to do real estate. I don't know how to do some of the things that are in your life. So for me, it'd be like, okay, what are your options? I'm not going to tell you. I might just help you try to process that information. I might try yeah, to help but you that organize right there, that information. You're still helping, right? Yeah, you're still helping. You may that's, not bring that's the what solution. I'm saying. It's like everybody should be able to do. You may not. Be, <laughs> you may not be giving everything on a sliver platter. Like here, this is the, the you know exactly how to do it. But you're yes. navigating through the entire situation. And I'll be honest, not everybody is willing or wants to do that. They. Yeah. The validation. I think you said it best. The validation piece is key, right? And yes. that's that's really it. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why most men, when there is a problem, most men won't look to the women and say, Hey, I need help solving this. Right. Um, when I, when I heard that video, I was just like, man, like this was on what what podcast was this? Just Instagram. No, I think just, Uh, just videos on Instagram that Shaq had said it. And I think a lot of people are referring back to it. Um, that like, I don't, I can't talk to women about stuff like that because they'll use it against you. And I was just like, 
like I mean, he's at a different status in his life too. So yeah, he, yeah, he's probably speaking on a whole nother level. But yeah. to bring it to the average individual, at least I can only speak for myself. Is that yeah, no problems going to women for problems. I you, you gotta have if I'm doing that. I'm more not looking for the solutions. Just, hey, walk me through it. Is there something that I may not be thinking about? Yeah. Uh, I won't ever go to, no disrespect, but unless if the woman is a really strong and aggressive or, you know, just mm-hmm. has some sort of um, a male personality where it's like, okay, I know this lady is about to get shit done. I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a male personality. Can we, can we point out what, what Ronnie not- just said? <laughs> But that's the first thing. Time out, ladies. Oh my goodness! What is a male's personality? But anyways, we you guys get what I'm saying. A male's personality. Like, the Courtney, get if shit I were done. To... <laughs> Women, There's... wait. Well, now we're cursing. I'm not saying. We just I'm said we didn't saying. curse on this episode. <laughs> Women get shit done. Okay. Women can stand on business too. Okay, y'all. Well then, let's see it. Let's see it. <laughs> ladies, stand on business, come on. Right? <laughs> Let's see it then. But it's... we need to be better for our men, and men need to be and absolutely, so absolutely. Also, men need to. There needs to be that vulnerability piece. There needs to be that trust piece. I understand. I agree. If if you are in a relationship and your woman has not created a safe space for you to communicate, first of all, I don't think you should be with that woman. Second of all, whatever. That's fine. That's just my opinion. But I would understand that you don't want to be vulnerable. But I think there are people out there who are more than welcome to or more than happy to create that safe space and to be that safe person for you. And I, every, like, I just don't, the idea of people holding in their stuff constantly. Well, that's the thing. I don't think, well. You just go to other men. I, yeah. Like I don't hold my stuff. I don't result. think anybody really holds it in. It's just certain people just get privy to that information. There's that's different, really yeah. it. Yeah. There, and I, I get that. There are times where like in previous relationships, I'm like, okay, you're not my person. And I would go to my two best friends. Yeah. So I, I get that. I just, I, mm. I just but, want people but, to but, have that safe space within their relationships. And I think this is why Charlemagne says it the best. Yo, most, and I can only speak for black men, but most black men need therapy is because we need another person to speak to that mm-hmm. isn't going to, that's that's there to guide or assist yeah. or help to bring solution. That's, that's point, why yeah. you go there. And, you know, this is not to say, hey, everybody must be in. You do what in the heck works for you, right? Is therapy going to work for me? Maybe. I, I go through it more than you guys know. I, I'll tell you that right now. Um, but it's one of those things that if you believe it's going to help, try it. See it for yeah. yourself. And then make that judgment on how you should proceed. But just canceling out entirely or even finding a way to bring more solutions to your life, you're only hurting yourself in the long run. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's it's unfortunate, but it's the reality I think that we all live in. And up until the, whoever you are as an individual that decides to make that change, that difference, don't expect different if you don't do anything different. Um, and that's just the yeah. world that we live in. Yep, definitely. The only the only other thing I just wanted to reflect on, one other thing that you said was, like, people judging you. Yeah. And, uh, like, when you share information, people judge you, people use it against you. The only response I have to that and something that I've done, I'm kind of, like, proud of myself I've noticed recently is I can't, and I just mentioned this to somebody yesterday, I can't think of anything that someone can really judge me on because I've already gone over all of it. Yeah. Like, or you don't every, care. Anything you can judge me on, I know the main thing that people judge me on. I'm open about it. I judge myself on it, but not in a negative way. I know where it comes from. I know why I do that. I know why I make those choices. So if people were to talk about it negatively, 
I've already like, I've covered it. Everything you can think of, I've already gone over in my head. So just kind of getting to that point with yourself. Also, mm-hmm. if you're at that point with yourself, then you're going to be able to share. I'm, I'm sharing mm-hmm. it to whoever listens, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody's that comfortable, but um, yeah, I just, I, this yeah. one, I just want everybody to have that safe space. It doesn't have to be a personal relationship. It doesn't have to be your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. I just, yeah, want everyone to have that safe space and everybody deserves to be able to release um, emotion, like real emotion and not always have it be an explosion or Mm. or anything like that. But all comes back to communication, safe space for communication, being able to communicate effectively. Um, Self-confidence. Yep. Boundaries. All those things. All these Went things. a little bit um, off the rails here, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> no, but it was a good <laughs> conversation. I mean, for anyone that's listening here, you got a little bit extra today. So until mm-hmm. so next time, keep on applying those perspectives, education, growth, and collaboration.